Hi, my name is Tim Wilson, and this is my first attempt at podcasting. This is a podcast called Higher Truths, and it's a podcast about spiritual thoughts that I've had and different conclusions that I have come to uh, in my spiritual journey. I listen to and read a wide variety of spiritual teachers, so this podcast is a way for me to bring together that information in a way that is useful for myself, and also is a, in a way that is hopefully useful for other people as well. So uh, if you are new to this podcast, which you definitely are for listening to this, uh, because it is my first one, and I welcome you to the podcast, and I am so glad to have you and glad that you are taking the time to listen to what I have to say. Uh, really, there isn't going to be any organization at this point to uh, my talking, but in, in fact, it's just me talking and about some thoughts that I've had and uh, some recent conclusions that I've come to um, that I wanted to share. Um, so let's, I guess I'll start out in a more general way talking about what this podcast is going to be more specifically about and a little bit about my background. So, okay. Um, this first podcast is about the relationship between, uh, Christianity and, uh, the same can be said about other religions as well, but I'm just starting out with Christianity and a New Age concept, which um, I've really uh, come to know in the last, uh, maybe, I don't know, less than six months ago, so, um, but probably less than that, and that is a, a unitive consciousness, and, uh, or, you know, another way of saying it is a non-dual consciousness. And I will first start, first start out by saying that you know, all religions are the same in in that uh, the religious thoughts that they all boil down to are shared among all the different various religions. There are, of course, variations. There are there's different symbols for that truth. There's different ways of expressing it. Different lineages, teachers. Historical backgrounds and all that kind of thing, all that kind, of, all that stuff, and other ways that the religion has been, um, I guess, in, in you know, the religion interacts with the various cultures as well. So there's, um, you know, so there's differences, but they really boil down to similarities, and I believe that is the case because there is just but one truth in the world, and uh, there is one truth that undergirds everything. And, um, and what I believe is that one truth is it, it is a, um, a unitive consciousness, a non-dual consciousness. And what does that mean? Uh, that, in essence, means that there is no wrong or right. There is no... Um, basically delineation between these things. There, um, you know, there are no mistakes. 
um, there all is good, all is perfect as it is. Um, of course, this is my own twist on it, my own take on it as well. And, uh, you know, and, and there's, this is my own symbols, the way that I'm expressing it. Um, this is expressed differently by different religions, and, um, and I will um, explore about, explore how that's expressed in Christianity. So, um, and, and really the importance of, of learning to think this way is that it's, uh, it really shifts the way that we perceive things, that if, um, you know, if things are right the way that they are right now, then I don't need to do anything that I need, I can just relax, um, it's, I can, you know, the more the question is, well, how, how is this the case? How is this possible that things could be perfect as they are in the world, you know, in general, that there isn't a, you know, a changing of the world that needs to happen, um, but more of an acceptance of the world as it is, and that, um, which I believe that, um, God, higher power, spirits, um, universe, however you want to define God, is, uh, I think the same, that, um, there really is a, you know, things are, are good as they are, and, and how is that? Uh, well, you know, <clears throat> I think it just, we, there's a lot of, in the metaphysical new age tradition, there's a lot of different ways of, th- of saying that, uh, but my own belief is that um, there, uh, that there's just a underlying truth um, that, you know, like for instance, let's just say world hunger, uh, that this, this exists on the physical level. So there is a uh, there definitely is a need. It is a, a tragedy on the physical level of, of world hunger, of people dying, and um, you know, and, and, and that's a, it's a terrible thing. And, and, um, and in no no way, in what I'm saying, am I minimizing um, the state of the world of of, of problems? Um, so, you know, it's really just I guess learning to understand that. Um, you know, really nothing is a problem, that it's really just a, it's a realization that we are spirit, that the underlying, um, you know, if we, if we, you know, the underlying thing of everything, of, of myself, of other people, of you, is spirit. If that's the case, then, you know, world hunger is actually, you know, if I'm hungry, that's going to be on the physical level. Um, so, you know, it's not like, you know, me you know, solving that in another person is going to make them more spiritual. I mean, they are, in essence, already everything they need to be. They are a spiritual person. Um, you know, everyone is uh, an eternal being, is a perfect being at, at the core. Um, and so, um, it's really the realization of that. So, for some people, you know, and I'm not saying that this is why they go through things that they perceive as negative, but that it takes journeying through a, 
um, a situation that makes you um, just not rely on your physical body anymore, that uh, shakes you up a little bit, shakes up your physical world so that you can rely more on, your, on the spiritual side of things and realize that you are spirit um, and that it is a shift when there is a shift to um, the spiritual world being more real to you than the physical world that um, that's when that's a, a very profound step on the journey um, on, on, on your spiritual journey um, and the way in which that happens um, you know there's all, all sorts of different various ways that can happen um, but one way is um, is definitely through uh, what we define as you know, hardship or trials or um, you know coming to a breaking point that sort of thing. So anyway, um, but you know just looking at it. So looking at the at the world at large as it is, it is a place where um, a lot of you know, a lot of things happen, of course, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of hardship, a lot of, of you know, bo- you know, mixed good things with, you know, what we label as bad things. Um, however, it is really just a divine play. It is something that is being carried out, um, you know, uh, you know, it is my belief in reincarnation, so, um, you know, we're a certain role, a certain, have a certain ego identification for a period of time, and then, and then we're gone, you know, and then we're, you know, back into spirit, and then we're back in the world again as a, as a different actor in the play. So in that way, it, it very is, is a, you know, very much is a play. So, you know, then there's the karma, and there's the interaction of all the stuff that, you know, this, everything's being worked out in its own way. Um, and so I, um, you know, really it's my belief that it comes down to love, that it is my learning to embody love in its essence, in its, uh, um, you know, in myself, embody the characteristics of love and, you know, and, and associated emotions or, or um, uh, different, we call um, forms of love, which would be joy and peace and happiness, um, and, and the list can go on and on, and that's really my goal. So, in embodying love, if I am so feel so called to do so, I would, you know, I can change, you know, I can um, change the world, which which I believe just embodying love in itself and it changes the world, but I can actually go out and. Um, if I wanted to go out and feed people in Africa or, uh, do this or that, or, you know, contribute towards a, a, um, a cause and, um, and knowing that, you know, it's really me trying to, um, really just over, it's coming from this overflow of love from my own heart to other people. And that is the motivating factor. It's not trying to change the world but it's more of just a something I can't contain. It's a love within my heart I cannot contain that will uh, overflow and and um, affect other people in, in various ways. In one way, it could be a physical action of you know, feeding people. So, um, kind of a long explanation there. And then, um, so uh, 
Yeah, and then as far as boiling it down to a to my own life or your life in general, a person's life is that really there is no you know all right and wrong is a is a labeling, and labeling is done by the ego. It's done on, on the human, the uh, physical level. So really looking at it from from a God point of view, there is no right or wrong, and the replacement for that is, is is something being done out of love or not. And and the reason why I cannot label your actions are right or wrong is because I don't know what your motivation is. I don't know what, you know, I mean, something that can look like to me is a wrong act could be something that for you is coming out of a place of love and, and is not my my place to label. Um, my, my place is to, to look at my own heart and say... Um, and, and discern, am I in a loving space? Am I, um, is this action motivated by love? Or is it motivated by fear? And, you know, which of the, where is it coming from? And it's not, is this right or wrong? Um, and so that is, uh, and that, that I believe is the unitive, the unitive consciousness. The unitive consciousness is that God is love. That all things can be exp- are expressed in in terms of love, um, and the absence of love is is fear. Um, so really, it, and it isn't real as well. That uh, love is the only reality, and everything else is an illusion. That fear is an illusion. Fear is a uh, it's a lack of love. It's a you know so all darkness is merely places where love has not yet entered. Um, so that's unitive. So okay. So that's uh, my long explanation of unitive consciousness. There's there's more to that, but I you know I'm just talking here of, of what comes to mind when I um, first think of unitive consciousness. The relation to Christianity is, which we call it, the atonement of sins. Uh, so uh, in Christianity, that you know, we we are fallen creatures, meaning that, uh, you know, really on the ego level, and I think it's just a way of look. the need to look at things from different levels or different planes of, uh, of discussion here, is that from the ego level, we are fallen, that if we're attached to this world in any way, then that is considered fallen, because, um, you know, the, the spirit is... The spirit of man is above that. And so it's realizing that um, it's non-attachment to this world, or non-ego, that allows you to um, live in your spirit. Uh, so, um, you know, there, there, there's more on that, but it's uh, basically the... Uh, we can never get rid of the ego, but it is the disabling of the ego that allows you to get to that space. Um, so in the Christian terminology, yeah, that's called being a fallen creature, being a sinful creature. Um, my, my definition of sin is um, something not done out of love. So, um, and uh, so that, that then comes to, to Jesus' Jesus's, uh, sacrifice for our sins on the cross, 
was a sacrifice to which we call atone or to pay for this debt, the sin that was uh, first committed by Garden Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and is been paid for and is something that we do not need to worry about anymore because of this one-time act on the cross, um, Jesus' death and resurrection, uh, since he paid for it and then, you know, raised again. So then, um, you know, we don't need to be concerned with that anymore. As long as there's a more of a formulaic belief in that death and resurrection that will free you. So, so what is that freeing and how does that relate to unitive consciousness? Uh, well, uh, really, the death, we could say, would be, um, you know, the paying for everything is really just in the metaphysical um, translation for that is that it's, it's a realization. It's a realization that we are spirit. Um, so coming to that conclusion and seeing that, um, you know, we are spirit and we are spiritual creatures and we, um, you know, when we leave this world, we're going to be fine. You know, we are eternal, perfect beings. So it's that realization. That's what the death um, the death is really the dissolve, the dissolving of the ego. It is the, the sacrifice of the ego. Um, and we, we all have physical uh, representations of that in our own life, different things that have happened to us that allow us to come to that place of, of brokenness, of, of getting rid of the ego that would then allow us to resurrect um, and, and to allow to help us realize that we are then living a life in the spirit, um, and then so what? So going forward, then as a what the Christians believe is that belief in this atonement of sins means that the focus then isn't on what you do; it is how you how you are. Um, if you you know what is your belief? Your your belief is in your faith in Jesus, that he has saved you, then any future acts, even if you sin, it's been paid for by that blood on the cross. So um, it's satisfied this metaphysical blame, you know, that if uh, something's been done, something has been uh, set out of balance through a mistake, a sin, um, then it needs to be atoned for, it needs to be paid for by a person. And that person needs to be blameless, which was, uh, you know, Jesus who, who never sinned. So, um, so in my opinion, it's, a, it's an exact analogy with unity of consciousness that, um, you know, it, the focus is on being. The focus is on, you know, it's, it really, there is no labeling because Jesus' death took care of the labeling. He took care of having to really figure out if something is sin or not because every action has been paid for. It's, it's all, you know, the Christians would say that God looks at you through the blood of Jesus and so it cleanses these sins or these things that are not done out of um, love. 
into everything being being perfect as it is. Um, and so that that is why also within Christianity there's a um, <coughs> excuse me there's a big trend to you know there there really isn't a, a focus on doing it's like hey we, we are we are we've arrived as we are there's nothing I need to do that will add on to that and anything that I do would be motivated out of love out of my love for Jesus and be be out of the overflow so. Um, it really is just saying the same thing. It's just different ways of getting that same conclusion. Um, within Christianity, though, there's more of this belief in this formulaic, um, you know, way of saying it. That, you, you know, we have to say words in a certain order or believe certain things in order to come to this kind of magic, um, you know, magic event or whatever that would then change you into a somebody who's been a Christian, somebody who's you know, had their sins atoned for, and um, you know that is little, that is different from the metaphysical or New Age belief in unitive consciousness. That it really, you know, there's really nothing that needs to be done. I don't need to say a formula. Um, I just need to realize that. I just need to realize that. You know, it's it's a process of being. It's a process of embodying. The spiritual life is, um, it's really just a getting rid of accumulated knowledge and living in a space of love um, and then allowing that to be the only thing that motivates you, that um, that keeps me going is a, uh, a belief in love and an ever-deepening um, embodiment of love, because there's always a way that I can um, just uh, immerse myself more in love and uh, make more progress in that area. So that is my very wordy explanation of unitive consciousness and how that relates with Christianity. I hope this has been useful to you and is a way for you also to put together different concepts and different beliefs that you've heard or, or that resonate with you uh, individually, and hopefully this uh, talk brought up some, th- some things for you and um, was able to put some things together and, and hopefully um, just allowed you to, um, you know, just take a little step forward in, in what you believe, and, um, and uh, just like in my own life that um, it's been listening to other people and um, growing through the experience of others and um, that, uh, that I have progressed. So I just want to, um, you know, hopefully uh, just get, get some information to you that would help you um, in some way, shape, or form. So thank you again for listening and... Uh, hope to um, hope to have you listening listening to another podcast at some point in the future. All right, thank you again, and until later. All right, bye bye.